Samadhi Rush, a Sunrose Yoga production. Reveal and remember your sacred nature through the practice of yoga. The mission of this podcast is to share the teachings of yoga in an accessible way and to hold space for meaningful discussion. To learn more, please visit sunroseyoga.com. The podcast is made possible by the generous donations of students. If you practice with us here, please consider making a one-time or recurring donation at sunroseyoga.com. Thank you. Hello, beautiful, and welcome to episode 127. I'm really glad that you're here today to practice. This is a truly gentle yoga class where we talk a little about the yoga of the book, A Little Princess, which my daughter and I just finished reading. Thank you for joining us for practice. Thank you also to everyone who writes letters and tweets out the show or leaves comments at sunroseyoga.com or on our Facebook page. To be in community with all of you is a true treasure to me. Thank you. Later this winter, I'm hosting an at-home retreat with all new yoga classes, meditations, and recipes to support your practice. It's totally free, and I'm really excited to share it with you. This time, I have some really fun collaborators joining me. To sign up, follow the link in the show notes. Love. Some of you know that I'm a mom and I have a daughter and we read a lot and we've been reading these abridged versions of classics that are also illustrated. And, um, and so we just read this book called A Little Princess. Not The Little Prince, but A Little Princess, which is something I never read as a young person. And it struck me how this book is yoga. It's sort of like the yoga sutras. The, the theme of the book is really yoga. So what happens in a, like a super duper nutshell is there's this young girl who um, comes from affluence, uh, Her dad is a a wealthy businessman who's in all sorts of things. And and, um, she gets sent to London. She grew up in India. Gets sent to London for school. And her fortunes, like, change over and over and over again. She goes through good times. She goes through horribly bad times where she winds up in the street begging and then things are good again. And her mantra through all of this, the thing that she repeats to herself is like, no no matter what happens, I can choose how I feel and I can choose how I act. And the words she uses, she says, I can feel like a princess on the inside and I can act like a princess, which has a different connotation from the time that she's writing in. But like that 
is the yoga. Like things are gonna change over and over and over, you know, like in the blink of an eye. The best of times, the effing worst of times will come over and over in our lives. And we can choose like how to respond. And, and in doing that, in choosing, like, our response, like, we start to dwell in our true nature, which is, you know, princess-like in the way that she meant it, love. And that's what the sutras are talking about, particularly one through four. The alternative is to confuse the circumstances for ourselves, you know, which is fine when things are great, but when things are terrible, what then? So as we work today, as we practice, as we move our bodies, we're just becoming curious about you know, what we're feeling, sensation. Um, and as we do that, as we start to pay attention, we'll find that well, we'll locate that well of true nature that we can sort of settle into. So before we come down onto the floor, let's sing an om. Um, come to a seat or a lying down shape where you have access to your lungs. Doesn't have to look like what anyone else in this room is doing. And you might let the eyes close, settling into the support that you're already receiving from the earth. and relaxing into the length of the spine that's already happening. And we'll take a full cycle of breath together before we begin to sing. So full breath in, and an easy breath out, and a breath in. And so in time, we'll come down to the floor on our backs with knees bent and soles of the feet on the floor. And make sure that you have your paraphernalia with you or nearby, your, your strap and your blocks. And so we'll place the 
support of gravity as it's already happening. And in time, we'll, we'll coordinate some subtle movements with the breath. So as you take a breath in, press the soles of the feet into the floor and press the small of your back, the lumbar spine, into the floor. And as you breathe out, come back to neutral. So just relax the effort. And as you breathe in, press the soles of the feet and the lumbar curve into the floor. And as you breathe out, come back to neutral. And we'll do that a handful of times. Just giving yourself a lot of space to be with the shapes that you're making, to notice closely what is required to make these movements happen. You know, to press the feet into the floor, to press the small of the back into the floor. And beyond that, to notice the sensations that you are feeling in your body. You know, as your spine rounds slightly with the breath in, as the sitting bones curl under a little bit the length of the back is supported by the earth. And noticing the sensation of the release when you let it go. start to notice you know, that this action is a teeny tiny rounding and then subtle arching of the back. You might notice like how the tailbone changes direction. And we'll invite these movements to become even more subtle by bringing them closer and closer to the spine. So that from the outside, it may appear as though absolutely nothing is happening. And as you move into and arrive <coughs> in that space, in those spaces, you know, of just sort of hovering on either side of the spine, making no visible movements, really, what comes up in the mind? And from there, with a breath in, we'll reach the arms, hands, and fingers toward the sky. 
And as you breathe out, we'll reach the arms, hands, and fingers up overhead, letting the elbows bend enough so that ease starts to happen in the shoulders and the elbows, in the upper back and the neck. And from there, we'll step the feet as wide or wider than your mat. And we'll practice some windshield wipers, which are a, a sort of reclining, they look a lot like a reclining twist, but the knees and the legs are, are moving separate from each other. So as you breathe in, be here at the center. And as you breathe out, start to let the knees drop toward the right. And as you breathe in, bring the knees back to the center. And as you breathe out, lower them to the left. And <laughs> we'll do this a handful of times at the pace of your own breath. Again, being generous with yourself, with you know, the, the body's work at figuring out how to do it. Give yourself space. And then you might find, you know, as the brain of your body works it out, like, oh, this is what's happening. You might start to go more deeply into the sensation, you know, of the, the sensation of your feet rolling from side to side, the sacrum shifting the contact that it's making with the earth, the distance from the knee to the point of the hip, the distance from the point of the hip to the collarbone. And in time, as the knees are dropping toward the left, we'll stay there for a couple of breaths. We'll just sort of hang out in this shape. You might feel your inner right knee becoming slightly softer and your outer right hip becoming slightly softer. And you might invite your awareness to come into the right side of the torso and explore the sensation of breath as it moves into and then out of your body. And you might even start to reach your right hand, your right arm away from the body. And in time, we'll breathe in and bring everything back to the center. You might need to sort of re-center the feet and lift up the sitting bones and set them back down again. And with a breath out, invite the knees to drop toward the right, inviting your awareness to become more intimate with the left side of the body. What's happening there? And there's, there's nowhere you need to get to here. <laughs> like you're there. 
Can you be there? Right there. With all of your attention. the sensation of breath in the left lung. And with the breath in, we'll invite the knees and the body back to the center. And you might hug the knees into the chest and just sort of roll from side to side or make circles with the knees. Get to know the movements that your body is asking for. It doesn't have to look anything like what you might expect to see in yoga class. And so in time, let's roll all the way over to the right side, like you're you know, rolling over in your bed. Let everything become a little bit heavy here. And from there, we'll take the top leg, the left leg, and we'll extend it straight down toward the bottom of your mat. And we'll use that leg, maybe flexing the foot. And we'll maybe bring the left hand to the floor right in front of the face so that you can use the strength of the arm as well. And we'll tap deep into the muscles in our core to slide up to a seat. So use your leg. Yeah. And it's kind of weird. It's different than what we ordinarily do in a yoga class. Sort of dancerly. So if you want to practice it a couple times, or 500, or you know, whatever, <laughs> then try it, yeah. And so we'll be in this shape for a bit with the left leg extended and the right knee bent. If sitting like this is hard, first remember that you're not alone and you're totally normal. Second, we have lots of props at, right at hand to assist us. One prop that can be useful is placing a block underneath your right knee. You might also wedge part of your blanket underneath the butt cheek that, yes, I said butt cheek, that <laughs> floats up off the floor. And so from here, Let's take a breath out and just start to turn to face your bent kneed leg, your bent leg knee. And then relax into your sitting bones. Yeah, and you might widen the hands here. And with a breath in, let's find the natural length of the spine. And as you breathe out, sort of soften into the shoulders. 
Now we'll take the left hand and we'll reach for the top of the right thigh. You could even hold onto your kneecap and lift it up a little bit if that makes sense for you. But really let yourself settle back into the sitting bones. Now from here, let's awaken the left foot. You might flex the foot and turn the kneecap and the toes to face the sky. Now for some of you, this is the shape. For some of us, this is the shape. For some of us, it will make sense to continue to sort of twist toward the right, looking toward the right. Can you grip less in the crease of your left hip? Now from here, for some of us, it will make sense to turn the palm of the right hand to face the sky. That may pull you out of the twist a little bit, and that's okay. And with a breath in, you might start to sweep that right arm up to about 60%, 65%. Like, I like to call this show choir height, but that doesn't make sense to everyone. But, you know, like, just think of someone singing, Oklahoma, okay. <laughs> Yeah, just like that. <laughs> Softening the shoulders away from the ears. Maybe you bend at the elbow and you bring the hand, the right hand to the back of the skull and let the hand support the weight of the skull as much as you can convince the neck to let go. And as you breathe in, let's release the right hand from the back of the head, reach it toward the sky. And as you breathe out, release that right hand back down. And as you breathe in, untwist. And just for a moment, before we switch sides, you might come to a more neutral place. Maybe just seated cross-legged. Maybe something else. Maybe lying in Shavasana. And notice what you feel. Notice the right side of the body. And notice the left side of the body. And in time, we'll switch sides. So we'll start to extend the right leg keeping the bent, the knee of the, the left leg bent, maybe supporting under the knee, maybe supporting under one or both sides of the booty. Nice, beautiful. And you might, to start, invite the hip of your right leg to take a neutral rotation so that the knee and the toes are facing the sky. And then with a breath out, we'll start to turn to face the left leg, the left knee. Maybe widening your arms, pressing fingertips into the earth. Noticing the right side of the body as well as the left side. 
And in time, you might bring the right hand to the top of the left thigh, or you might even hold underneath the left knee, really settling back into the sitting bones, relaxing into the length of the spine that's already happening. And with a breath out, you might invite your heart, your shoulders, your collarbones to just smile toward the left, maybe looking a little bit more toward the left. Possibly turning the palm of the left hand toward the sky. And with a breath, sweeping that left hand up to about 60%. And as you do it, softening the shoulders away from the ears. And letting the collarbones sparkle here. Drawing the shoulder blades down the back. Maybe bending at the elbow, the left hand, bringing the hand to support the back of the skull. Letting the weight of the skull rest in the hand. As you breathe in, reach the left hand toward the sky. And as you breathe out, release the hand back down to the floor. And as you breathe in, start to untwist your body. And take a moment to just pause and notice what you feel. Like where in your body is sensation strongest? And what is the sensation? And in time, we'll make our way toward all fours, hands and knees, taking both of your blocks with you to the top of the mat. And for some folks, it makes sense to pad the earth under the knees with a blanket, because we'll be here for a bit. And you can always change your mind. You know, later on, you can decide that you want a blanket. And really take your time to find your way into this shape, to find your way into an alignment here that supports your body, where you feel strong and stable and soft at the skin. Nice. And so we'll just let some cats and cows happen here, some essential movements. As you breathe in, let the heart sag between the shoulders as the to investigate, to experiment with the movement. 
possible variable that you modify will have an effect all over the body when you start to listen to that. Listen, just being over to us now. Notice. Pay attention to you. And if at any time being on the hands and the knees is no longer the medicine, or to elevate the hands onto the blocks. Nice, so just as we did on the floor, let's bring these movements closer to the spine. And start to make them tinier and tinier, harder and harder for the outside world to see. When you arrive in that space, you know, again, just sort of notice what it feels like. And notice what your brain is doing, what sort of thoughts it's conjuring. Because honestly, like, the slower we move, the stiller we become, the harder it is. longer have those movements to, you know, distract us. It's hard work. And so from here, we'll use you know, this movement that we've just made, this uh, pad and pow, along with some of the lateral stretches that we just did um, while seated. And we'll make this sort of jump rope with the body. So you might begin by shifting your weight over to the right hand, over to the right knee, letting the belly drop down as the tailbone points up, then shifting your weight over to the left side, pressing the palm and the knee into the floor, rounding the back, shifting the weight over to the right, so that your body is moving like a jump rope. Bending the elbows here a little or a lot can be very useful. Give yourself lots of space to try things out. Whatever you're doing, you're doing it right. And when the time feels right, Start to switch directions. Notice what that feels like. Notice what it takes for your body to sort of you know, figure outside too. Letting the movements quiet down, come closer to the center. 
and then ultimately letting an exhalation move the hips toward the heels and the forehead toward the floor, releasing any pressure, any weight from the wrists. So you might even turn the palms of the hands to face the sky. You might shift your weight in the hips from left to right. And from here, we'll breathe in and bring the body back toward table, all fours. We'll tuck the toes under and move the hips toward the heels. And from there, from weight being back in the tush, in the hips, we'll start to lift the knees away from the floor and move the legs closer toward straight as your hips move toward the sky. Just stretching out the backs of the legs in Downward Facing Dog, Anamukashvanasana. The center of gravity is moving back so that weight is out the wrists. If you have a tendency to lock the elbows, you might bend the elbows a teeny tiny bit. Nice, beautiful spines, everybody. It's gorgeous. And so here we're just stretching out the backs of the legs. We're just bringing some blood flow to this place. And then in time, we'll ease the knees back to the earth. And we'll prepare for a couple of lunges. So we'll ease back to table. And you might elevate the hands onto your blocks. And with a breath in, just shift the weight back slightly. Shift the hips back slightly. And as you breathe out, we'll step the right foot forward between the hands. And help it if it wants help. And the idea is to stack the right knee over the right ankle. And by that, I mean, like, for some of us, to get a lunge to happen, your knee might feel like it needs to come way forward. If that's you, you're normal. Tuck your back toes under and scooch your left knee back so that you have a little more space to align the knee over the ankle. Yeah, nice, everybody. And for now, let's tuck the left toes under so that we have a little more muscle, muscle, muscle <laughs> muscular energy, musculature happening in the left glutes. And as you breathe in, start to rock the hips back, slightly straightening the, the right leg. Let the head become heavy and the spine round a little bit. And as you breathe out, ease back to your low lunge. And we'll do this a couple of times, you know, just sort of like <clears throat> moving at the pace of the breath. Staying right there with the sensation as it's happening.
And the next time or two that you're breathing in and rocking the hips back, straightening the right leg, letting the head become heavy and the spine round a little bit, we'll stay in that shape. And I like to, like for me, this is sort of an ostrich-like shape. That's what I like to call it. You might, if you're feeling strain in the shoulders, move the hands a bit closer to the shoulders. So pull them back on the mat toward your body. And then let your right hip become a little bit heavier in its pocket. And that's really subtle work, but lots of us are grabbing there, you know, like trying to get somewhere. Can you let the hip just feel gravity as it's happening? And from the outside, we might not see anything, probably won't see anything. Now from here, keeping your low body as it is, as you breathe in, press your hands into your blocks, lift the heart and lengthen the spine. Yeah, nice. And as you breathe out, ease back to the low lunge. And in time, we'll breathe in and move back to table. And as you breathe out, you might come to downward facing dog or you might come to child's pose, moving the hips toward the heels and the forehead toward the floor. And in time, we'll make our way back to table to prepare for side two. So on side two, you might elevate, again, the hands on blocks. You don't need to, but you are always welcome to. Tucking the toes under. As you breathe in, move the hips back toward the heels a little bit. And as you breathe out, step the left foot forward between the hands. And at the pace of the breath, we'll breathe in and rock the hips back straightening the left leg, letting the head become heavy and the spine round. And exhale back to the lunge, maybe letting the gaze shift forward and up slightly. And we'll move at the pace of our own breath, noticing the sensation. or two that you're breathing in and rocking the hips back will pause there and we'll investigate you might shift the hips slightly to the left slightly to the right and let the left leg just get a little bit heavier if there's nowhere you need to get to here yeah maybe let the back of the skull soften yeah oh Sometimes I need to make like a blooper reel of all of the weird responses that I have. <laughs> oh yeah, that's, that's beautiful. <laughs> With the breath out, ease your way back to the lunge. Good, and 
we'll breathe in and make our way back to table. And as we breathe out, if it, if it suits you, you stretch the back of the legs out and down dog. Otherwise, move towards child's pose. And eventually, we'll all meet in child's pose with a block within reach. And in time, so in this, it's, it's sort of an extended child's pose or devotional, bhaktasana, where the, the hands are reaching toward the top of the mat as the hips are resting on the heels. Bring a block between your hands in its flattest position with your right hand resting on one surface and your left hand resting on the opposite surface. And first, lengthen pressing the, the hands into the block. Then press the elbows into the floor as you start to move the block, the hands, toward your upper back. Now, as you do that, you might start to lengthen from your armpit to your elbow, so sort of creating a little more space, maybe inchworming the elbows toward the top of the mat. So if it feels okay, like lift the brick away from the floor and move it toward your upper back. Yeah. So from there, we'll get super subtle here. What happens when you press your pinky fingers mightily into the surface of the block? Like flat hands pressing into the surface of the block. What happens if you press your, your pinky fingers in? What happens if you press the fourth finger in? On down the line, notice how your experience of that is different in the wrist and the forearms and the upper arms, maybe into the back. And finally, we'll start to release by extending the arms again straight, reaching for the top of the mat. Letting go of the block. And pausing. And with minimal effort, we'll make our way back onto the back into a shape of constructive rest. Take your time to get there. With a block and your strap within reach. And to start, as, as you breathe in, Draw the right knee toward the chest. Press the sole of the left foot into the floor. And as you breathe out, extend your right leg toward the sky. And with an exhalation, we'll start to externally rotate the right hip. You might notice that your knee and your toes point out like a, like a duck as you do that. 
and begin to bend at the knee, resting the right ankle at the top of the left knee. You might bring your hands to the points of the hips and just notice like what you feel there. What it feels like to have the, the left hip neutral, pretty neutral, and the right hip in external rotation. And so this external rotation, we might communicate that with the hip as the hip blooming. So that even if we're not doing it manually from the outside, we can tell the hip to bloom and it will find its way to this place. And slowly from here, you might start to lift the left foot away from the floor. Now, if that's too intense, keep the left foot on the floor. Everything can be done from there. Invite the right hip to bloom. Lengthen through the tailbone. Yeah. Some of you might want to hold the back of your left leg or the top or the front of your left shin. Some of you might just keep your hands right where they are. And you might let the slowest, easiest, breeziest sway happen in the low body from the left to the right. those movements slow down even more. You might release the grasp that you have on the left leg and set the left foot back down onto the floor. And as you breathe in, press the left foot into the floor, draw the right knee toward the chest. And as you breathe out, extend the right leg toward the sky and just sort of jiggle it out, wiggle it out. And in time, we'll replace that right foot back on the floor. And just notice like the right side of the body and maybe how things have opened up. And in time, we'll press the right foot into the floor. As you breathe in, draw the left knee toward the chest. And as you breathe out, extend the left leg toward the sky. Externally rotate the hip. Bend at the knee and bring the left ankle to rest on the top of the right knee. And again, it can be really helpful to like bring your hands to your hips to feel, what does that mean? external rotation in the hip by inviting it to bloom 
and then inviting the sacrum to stay heavy. Like you might notice that as you draw your leg toward your chest, your sacrum wants to peel up further away from the floor. And let it be heavy. Maybe a slight sway happens from the left to the right. More information will come to you the slower you go. time will let go of the sway, we'll let go of the leg, and we'll release the right foot back to the floor and make deliberate contact between the foot and the floor. And so just as an experiment here, let's try something, we'll press that foot into the floor. We'll draw the left knee toward the chest and then extend it, the leg toward the sky. We'll jiggle it out. So just to like demonstrate what our awareness can really do here. Leg extending toward sky. As you breathe in, bring your awareness to your super duper low back into your sacrum as you draw your knee in toward your chest. And as you breathe out, with awareness still in the sacrum, set that right foot back on the floor. Yeah. And just pause. Before we rest, one more shape. Let's bring the block, one of them, to rest on the, on the belly just for a minute. And we'll grab for our strap. And so we've got all of the props that we need right here. And then we'll take the block and place it between the thighs. And with a breath in, draw the knees toward the chest and loop the strap around the soles of the foot. Now that part, that's the hardest part is getting the strap around the soles of the feet. It's like, yes, it's true, isn't it? And then in time, with an exhalation, let's extend both legs toward the sky. Let your shoulders be heavy as you hold onto the strap. So there's just a nice weight about it, about it but no strain. We're squeezing the block without aggression. So almost just like the tiniest hug of the block. Let the sacrum be heavy. Let the shoulders soften into the floor. Now from there, from that place, start to just invite the tops of the thighs, the tops of the legs to move millimeter by millimeter closer to the torso. And with each millimeter that you move, soften at the shoulders, invite the sacrum to stay rooted into the floor so that this becomes, you know, a, a stretch for the backs of the legs and not a super deep 
for endeavor. Yeah. Now you might find a greater sense of stability here if you let your feet be as far apart as your knees are. So your feet might want to float together, but if you keep them aligned with the knees. And like everything else, like there's nowhere you need to get to. So if you're feeling like overwhelmed with effort, ease up. And for the last couple of breaths here, like just start to become aware of the distance from the sitting bones, the ischial tuberosities, to the backs of the knees. And from the backs of the knees to the heels. And slowly, with a breath out, we'll start to let go of the shape. You might let the heels become heavy. You might let the knees come to the chest. You might let swaying happen from side to side. And like really get in there, like really start to do the things that your body wants to have done right now, like swaying and shifting, maybe circling the knees, maybe rolling the head from the left to the right. And in time, we'll start to make our way toward a shape of rest or integration. And that is whatever shape is restful to you. So it could be on the back or the side or the belly or with legs up the wall. Use your props liberally. Maybe put socks on if you like. Just get as comfortable and cozy as you can.
can notice the sensation of breath moving through your nostrils. What does it feel like as breath passes through this place on its way into and then out of the body? your fascination with breath. And can you begin to notice the sensation of breath throughout the body? Even in those places where you know that breath does not go physically. Can you bring a pulsation of movement back to the hands, back to the feet? Those movements just spread then across your entire form. stretching the body just as long as possible and hugging everything back in toward the middle. Taking your time, so moving just like you, <clears throat> taking your time to come back to your seat.
hands find their way to your heart in whatever way feels natural. It doesn't have to be anything you've seen before or anything official. And maybe the weight of the hands at the heart communicates something. Maybe the weight of the hands at the heart reminds you that no matter what, you are love. Thank you all so much for sharing this time and space. Peace on your path.